This week's parasha is parasha Sazinu. Uh, in parasha Sazinu, after the Shira, the song of parasha Sazinu, the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu told Kali Yisrael, "Simu levavchem, pay attention to all these things that I that I told you. Transmit them to your children. Kiloi dava reikumikem, because it because it is not an empty thing from you. Kiu chayechem, it is your life, and so on." Rashi says. Rashi says, in, in one pshat, Rashi says, There is no empty thing in the Torah. If you will darshan it, if you will try to understand it, that it doesn't have a reward. And you should know, and Rashi brings a proof, that the Chacham said, the, the Psukim in Parashas Vayishlach, when, when the Torah tells us about the people that lived in Seir and the people of, and, and the, the children of Esav as well. So there's a Pasuk that it speaks about the Timna, the sister of Loitan was Timna, and Timna was a Bilagesh, Bilagesh is a concubine, to Eliphaz, the son of Amalek. And Rashi says, so, so what Rashi is alluding to is that the Psukim seem to be superfluous. Why is this important information? And Rashi says, Lafisha Amra, because Timna said, Any I'm not worthy of being to him a wife. Halavai, at least I should be Aya Pilagish, I should be his Pilagish. Well, what's the point, Rashi says, of all this? The point is to tell you how spe- the Shevach, how special Avram was, that rulers and, and, and kings all wanted to be connected to him. So Rashi says, There's nothing empty in the Torah that if you're going to try to understand it, you won't have matan schar. Rashi, why does Rashi say you're getting reward? Why doesn't Rashi say, That if you're going to try to understand it, you will understand it. You'll, you'll see that even things which, which seem to be innocuous or, or not important, there's a great limud there. Something that teaches us something. Why does he refer to it as not getting reward? There's another chazal as well on this pasuk, the Pasik says nothing empty here from you. The Chazal Darshan, it's nothing empty, but if there is any sort of emptiness here, it's Mikem, it's from you, it's because of you. Let's see if we can connect these two different Chazal and take a limud for ourselves and, 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 and for the season. This Drasha of Timna Haisipilagash um, is really Gemara in Sanhedrin. Gemara in Sanhedrin says that Menashe was putting down the Tyra and saying there are things there that are unnecessary. And one of the things he felt was unnecessary was this Pasuk, with these Pesukim. And the Gemara tells us why Menashe was wrong. The Gemara tells us that Timna wanted to convert, she wanted to join Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov. She wanted to actually marry either Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov and they rejected her and they didn't allow her to convert. And she then went to Alifaz because she wanted to be connected, like Rashi said, she wanted to be, have some sort of connection to Avraham. And, and and she joined, she married Aliphaz, who was the son of Esav, who was the son, Esav was the son of Yitzchak, and she, he, she, he wouldn't even take her as a wife, so she became his Pilagash. And the Gemara says, and who, who was the child of this union? It was Amalek. Amalek, who causes a lot of pain to Kala Yisrael. Why did, why did her child cause pain to Kala Yisrael? Because Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, what, they should have accepted her. That's what the Gemara says. I'm going to come to answer why Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov did not accept her. But the fact is they didn't. And therefore she had the Amalek. Why did, why did Amalek come from this union? What's, what's the, why is Amalek from a union of Alifaz and, and Timna specifically? 
So we know that Apostlech says, Amalek, it's Leitz Taka Fesiyarim. Leitz is hit. That Leitz, that's Amalek. Amalek is a Leitz. And the Pachar Yitzchak tells us that a, a Leitz is someone who, who brings down the Hashivas of other things, brings down the significance and the importance of other things. Why does someone do that? Someone puts down the significance of other things, other things because of their own inherent lackings, their own inherent failings. Why is Amalek, I would, I would like to say that why is Amalek the, the one who is a let's? Because we know who is Amalek. Amalek comes from Esav. Esav was the son of Yitzchak. So he had the same lineage as Yaakov. From Yaakov, Yaakov has Kal Yisrael and and. And and all the royalty that comes with that, and Esav, with the same parents as Yaakov, he became he left the fold, and he's not he, and he's not Israel. So Esav, who had the ability to to who had the same lineage as Yaakov, and he went and he became what's called the Gemara Israel Mumar. He's not Israel at all. So he Be'etzam was a leitzanas because he had this great potential, great ability, and because he didn't live up to that potential. That is the late sonus. That's a that's a tremendous lacking within him, and since he had that tremendous lacking within himself, not living up to what he could have been, his descendant was Amalek, whose own lacking causes him to to lash out against others. But we see this is also true by by Eliphaz's Pilegesh, who bore him Amalek, because Amalek. What do we say about Timna? She wanted to join Klai Israel. She wanted to join Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. She recognized. She wanted to. She wanted to join Avram's, the faith of Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. She recognized a certain lacking in herself. And they rejected her for whatever reason. I, I, I don't know why they rejected her. But, but the Gemara is not clear. It's our explanation. But, but they, they rejected her. So, and, so, and, then she, and so much so she wanted to join them, she wanted to join Eliphaz. But rather, she, wanted to, she married the, 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 the grandson. She married the son of Esau. She wanted to join that same family. But she joined the family, and she joined the family, she joined the part of the family that, that were not true to the, to the, to, to the teachings of Rav Mitzchak and Yaakov. Rather than raise herself up and raise herself above her lackings in her and rather than do that, she went and she, she joined a family of those that were perennial underachievers. They, she joined Esav who Esav's family, who Esav didn't live up to what he could have become, and so the, she was she was the perfect mother for an Amalek. She was the perfect mother to join to, to complete the fabric of a mate Amalek, the prototypical late, the prototypical uh, someone who can't handle the hashivas of anything else because of significance of anything else because of their own failings. And this is perhaps why this Chazal is used as the proof here in Rashi why that there's no en- empty thing in the Torah. Because what did Rashi say? Rashi said, there's nothing, there's nothing empty in the Torah that if you seek it out, that you won't get reward. And we asked, first of all, again, why, why is this called reward? This should be called, that you, I got an understanding of, of, of the Psukim. Let's remember the other Chazal we brought. It says, there's nothing empty here. If there's any emptiness, it's from you. So the Chazal are telling us that this Pasuk is Miramas, that emptiness that you see around you, emptiness that you're going to see in the Torah, that comes from an inner emptiness, that comes from you, that comes from your own lackings. And the Torah is telling you just the opposite. In there's nothing empty in the Torah. If you're going to seek it out, if you're going to try to understand it, you are going to understand it. 
Why? Because of the abilities that you have. Because you are not lacking. For example, the Gemara tells us that Poish Yisrael, people that do a lot of Averis, are still Malay and Mitzvahs Karimine. They're full of Mitzvahs like a pomegranate. Like all the a tremendous amount of seeds that are in a pomegranate. That every person, every Jewish person, is full of Mitzvahs, is Malay, is not rake, is not empty. And if you believe in yourself that you're full, that you're not empty, because remember, we said in any emptiness that you see around you comes from emptiness, emptiness within you. But if you're going to look at things and you're going to believe that there's value in there, you're going to look at a Pasuk and say there must be an understanding that comes from an inner fullness of yourself. That means if you're going to believe in yourself and you're going to look into and try to understand what you see because it has to have substance, so we're going to talk that, you're going to, you're going to get that shot. You're going to find the shot. But we're going to call that schar. That's matan schar because you're going to realize how full you are, how, how not empty you are, how much you bring to the table. So we could say that that perhaps is the pshat why Rashi over here expresses understanding of the Torah in Matan Schar. Because this Matan Schar is in a place where the Torah is saying that if you're not going to see pshat here, you're going to see, you're going to make fun of it, you're going to put it down, you're going to say, what's, there's nothing here to see that comes from an inner lacking. But it's just the opposite. If you're willing to look into it and you're willing to try to understand it, that comes from an inner fullness. And you're going to realize how full you, full you yourself are, how special you yourself are. You're going to seek it out. That what? That there is no schar because of, of what that's going to bring to you, what that tells you about yourself. Not only, it, of course, it gives you pshad and the pasik, but it also tells you something about yourself, how special, and how much, how full you are. And this season as well, we started out the month, started out with Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, the moon is hidden. And we know the moon is Miramis to Yaakov, to Klal Yisrael. It hints that Klal Yisrael is supposed to the sun, which is more connected in a way to Esau. And so the moon is Klal Yisrael. And Klal Yisrael starts out the month, it's a time of judgment, going through Yom Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. And now we're coming, when we're heading into the Shabbos between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, and then we're coming to Sukkot. Sukkot is the time of the month when the moon, it's the middle of the month, when the moon is at its brightest. And Sukkot, we know, is Man Simcha of the time of our happiness. But this Man of Simcha continues even as the moon begins to get smaller. Because the person needs to recognize in themselves that even when it's dark and it begins to get darker, it's still this Man of Simcha. Why is it this Man of Simcha? Because each and every one of us have a fullness. Each and every one of us are not empty. And each and every one of, each and every one of us has to have that confidence that if we're going to seek it out, that if we seek it out, that we're going to get reward. Meaning, there's nothing, no challenge that we can face that we can't overcome. There's no challenge that if we don't take the challenge head on and try to figure it out and do the best we can, that we won't reap those rewards. And that is a lesson from, perhaps, a lesson we can take from these psukim. And it's a lesson we can take into this man of psukim, this man simchaseinu, and Hashem should grant us that we should all recognize and have the self-confidence to realize that there's no challenge that we can that we can face, that we can't overcome. Of course, sometimes we won't see us overcoming it. But we have to recognize that we did the best that we can. And we did overcome it, even when it seems like we didn't get the desired result. Because we faced the challenge, we believed in ourselves, and we became even greater than we were before. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful Yantaf.